Monarchy Voices presents Bogies and Ghoulies, a short season of horror for children and for those of you who embrace your inner child. Yes, you, you enjoy. Yelugarasap Elgrim the Mirror Boy by Sarah Golding. Welcome to our horror story. If you're under eight years old, maybe get your parent or guardian to listen first, to check that it's not too scary for you. And if you're over eight years old, eh, welcome to our short season of horror stories. My name is Boyd, and I'm your narrator today. Let's begin, shall we? To everyone else, ten-year-old Bob spoke a strange language. His mom had gotten used to it from a young age and was the only one who could fluently understand him. And she could also speak French and German and Mandarin. A clever, savvy woman was his mother. We joined Bob in his messy, toy-infested bedroom. Monday morning, about 7.15 a.m., just after breakfast in Bob's house. Mom? Which, in translation into the English you and I recognize, means, Mom, Mom, can you get me some socks? Yeah, you done your teeth and face and hair? Don't I? Don't I? Now I've eaten this I'm Which, in translation, means, Not yet, doing it. <laughs> when I finished making my Lego space station. So. <laughs> As you can see, life was tricky for Bob. His mother had gotten used to his backward speak. Did you notice it was backward speak? Now, he hadn't always talked like that. No, it was only after his mom and dad had renovated their creaky old countryside house when he was about four years old that he had changed. They'd found a false wall in the old beamed house that was not on any of the plans or, it seems, ever expected to be found which led off from his tiny bedroom and, when knocked through, made his now bedroom double the size. The only thing they kept after renovating the newfound, mysteriously blocked-off room was a seashell-framed mirror, which went really well with Bob's pirate curtains and rope-handled wardrobe, and one whole wall was a mural of the sea his artist dad had painted for him. So they kept it. The mirror. It was embedded into the wall anyway, and they did try to move it, but it did not want to budge one inch, and Mom said she didn't want to get bad luck if they smashed it. So it stayed there, hanging on the wall. Just hanging. Nitzelfer. I mean, reflecting. It was a very, very rainy, gray school morning. A horrible feeling. Monday. Bob sat on his bed in his rocket PJs, fixing the satellite arms onto his new Lego space station he'd got with his saved pocket money. He loved space. His ceiling was hung with rockets and planets, and there were so many posters of astronauts and planets and nebula and rocket ships on his walls now that they completely covered the sea mural. 
He had recently asked for a room revamp as he really, really wanted to get some rocket wallpaper and curtains with space constellations on them so he could look at them and learn them all. Because, as he said to his mom, he was fed up with pirates for now. He never played pirates anymore. He was too old for pirates. Pirates were for little kids. He said to his Lego satellite arm as it wasn't clicking into place. Sometimes, like now, sometimes Bob felt he wasn't in control of things at all. As if what he wanted to do was controlled by some other force he couldn't see or understand. He thought strange things like that. As he did so, this time, thinking he knew what he wanted to do but couldn't quite do it, he looked up across the room and the sea of strewn toys at his reflection in the seashell-framed mirror. He could see his posters reflected and his Lego space station and his own face in deep focus with a furrowed brow. He continued to try and fix the piece in, but the piece just was not sticking in to where he needed it. And in a very strange ten seconds, saw his reflection in the mirror get so cross and frustrated that the piece wouldn't fit that he threw the Lego space station hard directly at the mirror and... It cracked the mirror. It splintered a mini-universe-shaped crack right in the center as the space station, too, broke up noisily into its component parts. Said Bob, which meant, whoa! Bob got up off his bed and went to the mirror to examine the crack, the splintered crack he had created or watched his reflection create on the middle of the mirror looked so cool. It made his reflection all strange and a little distorted as the mirror glass seemed to concave too. Bob and his reflection stared at each other for a second, then at the same time reached to touch the strange dark hole in the center of the crack and... I not, I through. I can feel your finger. I can. That's weird, said Bob, recoiling from the mirror. A drip of blood fell from the tip of his index finger in the reflection, but not from his own. But not from his own. Bob said again. He could not believe what had just happened. He thought he he had actually felt the fingertip of his reflection. Not mirror, not crack, not cold glass, but flesh. Soft, warm fingertip. Curious, he wanted to check again in case his brain had been tricking him. He felt that force beyond his control again. The reflection that stared back seemed to nod at him as if to say, Yes, do it. He tentatively reached out. And yes, his finger touched flesh again. But this time... Suddenly, his finger felt a tug. Yes! No, stop, he cried, and felt his hand being pulled through the mirror. It was violently pulled through up to his wrist. The reflection smiled. Bob knew that he himself was not smiling, not smiling at all. Mom! Mom! There! There! I got your socks, darling. 
Come get him. Shouted his mom, still downstairs. Come on. The reflection seemed to be grinning wildly at him. But he knew his own face was a grimace of pain, worry, and confusion. But the reflection would not let go, and soon Bob's whole right arm was through the mirror. A small piece of the glass got stuck in his forearm as his wrist was quickly yanked hard again, so his head was now up against the mirror, his left ear to the glass. There was another solid pull. His arm was right through the mirror now, up to his elbow. But... Let me go, he managed, and with his ear pressed up against the glass as he said it, he heard his reflection. With that, there was a big smash sound as Bob surged through the mirror. His whole self pulled through, head, sockless feet, and all. He fell onto the floor of his reflected bedroom and on top of some piled soft teddies and clothes the soft landing welcomed. His face buried in the belly of a big fluffy bunny he'd been given for his third birthday by his uncle. He lay there for a good few seconds panting, scared, fluff in his face and not wanting to look up. How had his reflection pulled him? Why? What did he mean by what he said? We need to change back now. He pulled himself up, watching as a small trickle of blood from the mirror shard in his arm dripped onto the carpet. He pulled out the mirror piece with an, whoa, and rubbed the wound. He called. There was no answer. Slowly, he turned himself over and sat up. Where was his reflection? The boy who had pulled him through? In the same room? What had happened? He looked around, and his mouth opened in surprise. It came as a huge shock to him, but all the letters on his posters were backwards. All the things he thought were one way were the other. It said Bob on this door. Small B, small O, capital B. But on his door, it read capital B, small O, small B. And the door in front of him opened the other way to how he was used to. The mirror on the other side of the room. Everything seemed reflected. It was at this point that Bob realized he had been pulled into his reflected bedroom. He turned to face the mirror. And, well, I'm sure it's no surprise to you that it had almost completely smashed, leaving a strange set of chalked symbols on the space behind. Apart from a small corner bit still attached in place on the bottom near the floor, the rest of the mirror lay in big and teeny pieces on his messy carpet around the bottom of the mirror. He crawled over to the only remaining mirror piece, moving stray shards of mirror glass out of his way, and looked at his smiling reflection. 
he waved with his left hand, and his reflection waved back with his right. You're right. And somehow this felt right. Somehow he felt good and wanted to smile back. He had a vague recollection, a thought from the back of his mind that something like this, something very much like this, had happened before. Yes, yes, when he banged the bottom of the mirror with his truck after his fourth birthday. And yes, he remembered now, it had caused a very small crack just at the bottom of the mirror. You wouldn't notice it unless you knew it was there. And it was still there right at the bottom. He was about to try and touch it with his finger when into view in the reflection came his mother's feet. He expected her to shout at him, scream about the mirror, the broken shards all over the floor, but no. No, we'll leave you with the words she said and let you think about what's happened here today. Bob. 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 And with that, Bob was the happiest boy in this world. I vibe, rough one, canat oi rough gananitsu. Boy was Boyd Barrett as narrator, Sarah Golding as Mirror Boy and Reflection and Mum. Music reversed was by James Hudson. This was a Quirky Voices production. And do send us your quirky pictures or stories. We would love to bring your imagined people, places and things to life. Send any artwork inspired by this story or any others to quirkyvoices at gmail.com And do have a wonderful World Audio Drama Day, won't you? Do check out other kids' audio from the Outfield, Wireless Theatre or Rick Coast or, oh, a favourite of mine, Six Minutes. So yeah, do send us your stories and happy Halloween, horror lovers. Till next time. <laughs> Ha 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 